0: Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shira Madaft Yomi. My name is Itzchak Shalom. We are now in Masachat Shabbat, Daf Mem Amud Bet, about to begin our study of the very brief fourth parak of Masachat Shabbat. Uh We're going to do it over the course of three podcasts. And Bametomnin Vameitomnin. The style of the Mishnah is reminiscent of the beginning of the second parak. Also, the uh, next parak, the fifth and the sixth, will start in the same way. Presenting certain circumstances which are allowed and certain circumstances which are not allowed. As we had fuels and wicks that were allowed, fuels and wicks that were not allowed. Here it's going to be materials that insulate but do not generate more heat, uh, and therefore we are allowed to do hatmana to insulate food inside these materials on erev Shabbat. Antomin lobe gefet. geffet, as we saw earlier in the third parak, is mash, typically olive mash, uh, which is left over after pressing. Lobe manure, lobe salt, lobe like limestone, lobe sand. Ben lachin, Those five items are not, uh, usable because they generate heat, um, whether they are moist or dry. Veloba tevin, veloba mochin, these four items, which are straw and uh, grape peels, also left over after mashing, uh, after pressing. Mochin uh, is like down, and asavin is grass. Only if they're moist. When they're dry, you're allowed to use them. Okay. The first question asked is a uh, gefet, the first item on the list. Is it gefet Is it only olive mash? But sesame mash. Like after you squeeze sesame oil out, you may use. Maybe it means even sesame mash, and certainly olive mash. So, let's see. He quotes a student for Bianai. If you have a box that you've buried properly, you're not allowed to put it on top of olive mash. So, sounds like olive mash is the only gefit that we're referring to. The answer is not necessarily. Maybe for atmanat itself, even Shum Shumin is, a prohib- is prohibited. But as far as something that's going to generate heat that will go up and out, not just inside. Maybe only, only olive mash generates that kind of heat. In other words, <coughs> maybe sesame mash will generate heat when it envelops something, but to generate it upwards to something else, it might need to be stronger. Okay. So we cannot prove that our Mishnah is only talking about uh, olive mash in the Prohibition of Hatmana. Rabbi Rabbi They came to Reish Galuta's house. avda kumkuma. They saw one of the servants of Reish Galuta put a uh, flask of cold water in front of the kumkum, like the thermos that was on the fire. Nazir Rabba chastised the fellow. He said to him, He said, after all, you're allowed to take one mecham and put it on top of another one. Why is this different? A mecham is a hot water container. It's got hot water in it. Because in that case, uh, it just maintains the heat. Here, it's generating heat, and the kumkum is going to heat up the water that's the cold water in the flask. Now here I have another related story. Hadachazet, uh, Aparaz, do Studar, Apume de Kuba. Raba then saw, they both saw, that uh, probably the same Eved took a fancy garment and put it over the front of a, um, uh, uh, in front of a, a barrel of water, basin of water. and then he put a, a cup on top of it. So, Naziye Rabba, Rabba again chastised him. Why you chastise him? Just take a walk, take a look, you'll see. So, he saw that then the fellow was squeezing out the garment. In other words, he was violating Scheita and Shabbat because it got wet. So, Rabzera said, why is this any different than the Parvanka, which is a simple garment that we allow to put over a basin of water to protect it? He said, because that kind of garment, people don't care if they get wet. Therefore, he's not going to squeeze it out. This was a fancy garment. He didn't want it to get wet. So I knew he would squeeze it out after it got wet from the water sloshing around or pouring it out. Um, and therefore, it should not have been used. Okay, the Mishnah talked about Tevin. This is already in the second half of the list. Uh, and that was the list of those things that are prohibited only when moist. So on that list included down. Down, which is typically set aside for professional use, for stuffing pillows and things like that. But if you used it for atmana, is it now something that you could be He said, well, certainly not, because after all, just because this fellow doesn't have straw, which is the preferable thing to use, and he had to put mochin at the last minute, use them, it doesn't mean he's mafia them. He still keeps them for their special purpose and their mochitza. So, perhaps this supports him. Tomnin shonot of mochin. You could do hatmana in strips of wool, and combed wool, and wool that's dyed, and mochin. And their so, that doesn't prove anything. Meaning, it may be true, but not from here. What it's saying there is, Maybe what it meant was, if you didn't use them for Atmana, then you can't be because uh because the, they're set aside for special purposes. His question was, if you do use them for Atmana, are they now made sort of for regular use and not for their special use? So, then what's the Chidush of that statement that we just invoked? I might think that these things also have a regular use for lying on, like putting down, if you're going to lie on a hard surface, putting them down to make it softer, and therefore they're not mukta, so Kamash that they still are mukta, because they have professional uses. Okay, Ravchista, Shara la Udra levesa de Ravchista, um uh, permitted putting a, um, uh, putting the uh, down that came out of a pillow he said you could put it back in or a cushion so son asked we have a rule that you're allowed to untie a neck hole let's say that the launderer tied up the neck hole of the garment and then uh, you got it back, you're allowed to untie it but you're not allowed to open up that neck hole on Shabbat and, and on, even on Yom Tov, you're not allowed to put down back into a pillow or into a cushion. And certainly in Shabbat you can't. So he said, Rav Chistah said very simple, my son. If it's a new one, you're right. You're not allowed to do it. Just like opening up a new garment. But if it's already used and you're still simply returning it there, it's okay. A brighter that fully supports Rav Chista. It says you're not allowed to put down into a pillow or a cushion on Yom Tov, and certainly on Shabbat. Not sure, but if they fell out, even Shabbat, you're allowed to return them on Shabbat. and Certainly on Yom Tov, you're allowed to return them. Okay, I review the Marav. Back to the uh, Beit Tzavar that we mentioned. Not only you're not allowed to open up the Beit Tzavar, the neck hole that was previously not opened. Uh, On Shabbat, but if you do so, you're chayav because you've made this now a wearable garment, sort of matkavatish. Matkivav ganas. He challenged it. How is that any different than the top of a barrel, which was a separate unit that was put on and stuck on and mashed onto the barrel that you're allowed to take off on Shabbat? The answer is very simple: that the top of the barrel might be sealed on, but it's a separate unit that you're taking off. This one is chibur, meaning this is one garment that you're now opening up. So we're going to continue with this theme, uh, for a little bit of, uh, of making a garment or making a, a unit. If you have shalal shal kofsin is when launderers tie garments together to make it easier to wash them. Or of maftichor is a ring of keys and uh, a garment that's tied, that's sewn with uh, kilayim with shatna they're all considered to be one thing for tuma which means if one of those garments becomes tame they're all tame, one of the keys becomes tame, etc. until you begin to untie it alma, what does that prove to you? the things that are tied together for purposes of work are even considered together, even when you're not working with them. Uh, because the notion here is that this thing became tame at some other time. Or Minu, there's the challenge. Ma'kel shasayad l'kordom, if you took a stick and made it a handle for an axe, Chibu'l etumah b'shat it's only considered to be connected to the axe when you're working with it. But if you put it on, lying on the side, and then it becomes tame, only the axe is tame and not the handle or vice versa. So how do we reconcile that? it's very simple. If you take a stick and stick it into the hole of the axe blade so that you have a makeshift handle, when you're not working with it, you might take the the handle and throw it into the wood pile or use it for the fire. But here, when you have the clothes tied together, etc., you like them being together even when you're not working with them. Why? Dimitanfu. Because if one gets dirty, you just clean them all. In other words, you, you want them to stay together until you can return them, uh, until you're fully done with them. Whereas with the axe handle, you used it for a minute and then uh, you might want to use the wood for something else. Now we have a, um, a shmuah that was taught in the two yeshivot, uh, as uh, coming from different sources with the same shmua. In Surah they said that this was Rav Chista's teaching. But Surah they said that this was Rav Chista's teaching. Or Ravah's. So the Rabbi's statement that said anything that's connected to something else takes on its identity. Where did this come from? So he, whoever this Rabbi was said, Amrav went back to Rav, saying, Rav Mary. Did not be it a pach, and be it a tavlin, and be it you have connected to the stove, you have a little holder for a vial of oil, pach, or a place for, for, uh, spices, or a place to put a candle. Mitzame, and this is a pottery, this whole thing's pottery. Uh, the beta pach, etc., are metameh if, let's say, a uh, sheretz touches them. But not its airspace. Meaning the airspace of the pach, of uh, the beta pach, or the beta is not Mitame. Diver of Rabbi Shimon, whatever, Rabbi Shimon says, has no Tumah at all. So, beast, mala, Rabbi Shimon, so we understand Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon simply says, the beta HaNer, beta pach, beta tavlin are not part of the stove. So therefore, they're not a Kli. El or meir i kiradamu, according to Rabbi Shimon, it should be consistent. If it's part of the kira, filiba vir tamu. they should have tumatavir, like any other clicheris, when something comes into the airspace. Ilav kiradamu, if it's not, then I feel the maga tamu. that shouldn't become tamiba maga. So the answer is the olam Kikira damu. Really it's not Kikirah. And the reb the rabbis made a gzera because it's connected. So e a So if they made a Gzirah, then it should have a full Gzaira, which is that it should be Tame even Bavir. The answer is and it's something we saw a lot in the end of the for the middle part of the first parak. The rabbis wanted to make a distinction here. So we don't end up burning as a result of the contact, so that we'll recognize it's a Gzera by having it uh by having it be uh be distinct. Um okay. Um so Rameer here says that there it does take on the identity, but as a the rabanan and that's our source. Tan Rabbanan Prakim, a scissors that's made up of joints. Ismail Shal It's a blade that's in this kind of planing device. Chibur They're connected, meaning the blade and the holder or the different joints are connected. considered to be one for Tuma. If one becomes tameh, they're all tameh. But not for haZah. If they became tameh mate, then the water of the paradum has to reach each point, and one is not connected to the other. So Manavshach, which position is it? if the thing's a, a single united piece, I feel Azanami. Then it should be one for azah. Ilav if not, then I feel Tuma Then it should not be connected even for Tuma. So Amarava Hazah. Rava says simply like this Mid only when you're working it's chibur, whether for Tuma or for azah. I mean it's one. When you are not working with it, and this takes us back to what we saw earlier, saying that the things that are connected may have may have only be of a of being connected when they're being used for that thing that they were connected for. And he said that's the case, and therefore So we go to Chumrah. We say that uh, the, the rabbis made it Zera, that when things are connected, even when you are not working with them. They're considered connected for Tumah, as like a Xerah against Tumah Vashat Melachah. And doing Haza'ah on them even Vashat is not a connection. Because of Haza'ah, when they are not being used, when they really meet alright, they're not considered to be one. Okay, at the end of the Mish- of this first half of Mishnah Aleph that we studied, we said that these things are only, uh, when they're moist. Do they have to generate their own moistness to be in this category, or moist from something else? So our list, so our list says when they're wet. If you agree that it could that it could be moist from something else, shapir, and it makes sense. But if they have to have their own moistness, where does down ever have its own moistness? The answer is it does. If it's wool that came from between the thighs of the animal, it has its own sweat that's in it, and therefore could generate its own moistness. We have a parallel thing. Rabbi taught, He said you can uh, do hatpana with dry clothes or dry fruit, but not with wet clothes or wet fruit. So if you're going to say that lach means it has its own moistness, how do you have garments that have their own moistness? The same thing, if it comes from wool that was from between the thighs of the animal, it has its own moistness from the sweat. Okay, we'll pause at, um, at this point, pick it up with the second half of Mishnah Aleph. In the next podcast, we should have a wonderful day.